Hello, everyone, and welcome to Speaking Software. I'm your host, Philip, and together we're going to take another look at the soft side of software development. Today's topic is one in our series of Dispelling the Myth. We're going to be talking about what you do and don't need to be a software developer. Let's get right into it. The tech world, specifically software development, is quite an attractive career from the outside. It's skilled work, cushy office job, reasonably good pay, it's easy to do freelance or contract work, and maybe even working remotely if you're looking. You could be 17 years old and looking at it being your lifelong career, or you could be someone who's a little older and maybe looking at it through the lens of doing some websites or mobile apps freelance for a bit of extra income, or as a shift from a maybe a physically intensive you know, hard labor job that you have at the moment. Now, I see so many posts on forums, Reddit, Instagram, and it's people asking and giving advice of how to get into software. And some of the things I see are just ridiculous. You know, I'd, I'd love to take this time now to clear up any misconceptions and actually give some good advice from a position of experience that's going to help, you know, you or anyone you know that are considering a career in programming, developing, coding, or whatever you want to call it. So first up, we're just going to spit out some straight truths, dispel some myths, and then we're going to drop right into our do and don't list. So the first kind of myth I want to dispel is anyone can be a developer or an engineer. Absolutely anyone can do it. I want to say this louder for the people in the back. Absolutely anyone can do it. It is a skill that you can learn. All it requires is time and patience. You don't need to be a genius or a school finisher or, or even have been a good student. A lot of developers, I think this comes from a place of maybe patting ourselves on the back. They kind of inflate the requirements. For example, there is a, a lot of guys that say you need to be a match genius or you need to be some kind of being of higher intellect of some sort to work in software. And, and you don't. Everybody is equally able to make it. Yes, some people may have an easier time of it, but everybody's equally able. Personally, I barely managed to pass my maths exams in secondary school, high school. So things like calculus, algebra, combinatorics, barely like I was borderline passing grade and somebody gave me sympathy and pushed me over that line my best results were English and art even to this day I struggle to mentally do arithmetic yet I have a first class degree in software and I spent my first five years writing software creating you know dashboards for stock market traders a lot of numbers there I learned the skill and you absolutely can too. Another myth is that you don't need a formal education. Some of the best developers that I know are self-taught. They didn't go to university, or if they did, they ended up dropping out. You know, maybe they never even intended to pursue a formal education route into software. They just kept curious and had an open mind. They learned from YouTube, books, practicing, asking on forums, going to meetups, joining code boot camps. The only barrier to entry in software development is taking the time to learn the concepts and frameworks and then building a portfolio. You know, 
working on pieces and improving your skill. There's no fiscal barrier. The best software development tools on the market today are 100% free, costless. There's no education barrier. There are plenty of great jobs and opportunities out there based on the merit of your work, not which school you went to or where you're from. Now, attitude is absolutely everything. If you can demonstrate your ability well, you're not going to have a problem finding employment or getting contract work. Really, really great insight into this is Elon Musk did a hiring drive recently. And his great slogan for this was, he didn't even care if you finished high school as long as you were smart. I think that speaks volumes. So we said there that, you know, education is not a barrier. But it helps. Not in the way that you would think, though. The two main benefits of a a software degree or coming from a prestigious university are, one, accreditation, because nothing's better than a trusted third party, verifying you can do what you claim to do. And two is networking opportunities. The people teaching software development will be, guess what? Software developers. Who do they know in their personal and professional circles? Other software developers. Getting in with a lecturer or professor could lend to a really sweet recommendation or even an easy pass into a good job from the get-go. In other cases, it could be the name of the institute that opens the door for you. So, while I said there was no education barrier to a great software career, I wasn't lying, but it can help. You know, a lot of Maybe the more mid and senior level positions do make it a hard requirement. They might automatically filter candidates who don't have a bachelor's degree or in some cases a master's. Now, these would be very senior positions. They would require a lot of experience and it's certainly not all positions. And I've personally seen companies waive these requirements for strong developers with good portfolios. So don't let this discourage you. You know, If pursuing higher education is something you can make happen and you're more academically inclined, it might not be a bad idea. However, I would definitely say it's the person and not the paper that makes the money happen. Which leads to our next point. There's no correct way in. There are a myriad of tools, techniques, technologies that you can learn. None of them are the one true way and none of them are superior. A lot of developers who are less socially adjusted are very opinionated and they will deride anyone who didn't do the things the way they did, as if their way was the best. Don't listen. The only thing that I would caution is to find an area that you like or you're good at as soon as possible and just focus your efforts there. You know, if you're more creative, stylish, artistic, you know, maybe creating apps or general front end, like user experience, look and feel, design, that might be more for you. And maybe if you're more into seeing how the sausage is made, maybe you're more into numbers or whatever, you know, maybe backend services could be the thing for you. You could start making video games and take things further step by step, or maybe you like building really complex spreadsheets in Excel and you want to jump down the rabbit hole there. There's no one method or or significant meaning behind any entry, as long as you enter. So what's a solid way to get started? Generally speaking, 
getting into software isn't about who you know or whatever. It's finding a subject domain you're interested in and discovering what the most used tools and languages are and following that path. So a really good example, in video games, Unity and C Sharp seem to be the big things there right now. If you're into the idea of data analysis, Python and OR are solid choices. If you like the idea of creating apps, then maybe you know learning Java for Android or Swift for iOS is the way for you. If you're coming from a financial perspective, you might have started some hardcore stuff in Excel, and then you're gonna find a natural progression into say Visual Basic and the .NET world. If you're into web design and web apps, then your thing could be HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. And then depending on how you go further with that, you might bring a server-side technology or databases into your fold. This list can go on. And there's no right or wrong choice. It's really about finding the best thing that will pique your interest, hold you, and hoping your drive and your curiosity get enough out of it just to continue down that learning path. The really great thing is, and this isn't mentioned a lot, you can't lose. It's not like you pick one and you're stuck with it. Many programming languages share the exact same underlying concepts and theories and techniques, and what you learn in one can very easily be applied to another with a little bit of imagination. Now, personally, I don't work in any of the languages or tools that I started my career in or that I learned in college. But those first steps I took definitely built a foundation for the rest of my career. Now, I said earlier that a, a lot of socially maladjusted software developers can be over-opinionated. I'd like you to ignore the irony in that while I give you my personal opinion. Now, this is just from me, don't take it as gospel, but if I was starting again today, I'd probably do this. I would recommend focusing on either JavaScript or Python. They are some of the most in-demand and versatile languages today. If you don't believe me, take a look at your favorite job board. They're used in everything from data science to websites to apps to video games to you name it. Now, don't worry about specific frameworks like React and Django and all these funny words just yet. Just think about getting good at JavaScript or Python. Pick one, watch tutorials, read books, whether it's YouTube, Pluralsight, Linda, Udemy, whatever. Do the practice exercises, learn to look at problems through the lens of JavaScript or Python. Sign up to technology user groups in your area, attend talks, ask questions on forums, and just slowly build up your knowledge and body of work from there. So, with those common misconceptions and myths out of the way, I'd like to take a look at our do and don't list. If you're gonna be a developer, what you do need is patience. Rome wasn't built in a day. You will not learn this in a weekend. Reasonably regular study and practice will be required. It's like a muscle. You gotta exercise it for it to get stronger. You also need some kind of driving force. Now, this could be something as simple as curiosity. It could be the thrill of figuring out solutions to complex problems. Could even be money. Look, we live in a capitalist society. There's nothing wrong with having a more 
financially comfortable life as a goal. If anything, it's more tangible than the others. What you do also need as a developer is a portfolio of work. This is how you demonstrate your knowledge. It's critical, even with some kind of education and degree. You definitely don't want to be the guy who's all hat and no cowboy. You got to be able to walk the walk as well. The good thing about a portfolio is it's something you can build up over time. And as you learn more things, you can improve your existing projects or create new ones. It's really important to remember that it needs to be able to demonstrate good use of common patterns and algorithms and common techniques. And doing this and doing it well will get you much, much further than trying to be clever or trying to come up with the next Facebook. So what should be in your portfolio? You know, sketches and snippets, experiments, pieces of code that you rely on, common snippets, examples of design patterns and algorithms. And not only should it demonstrate that you know them, but it should also demonstrate use cases where you would employ them appropriately. So not just cookie cutter examples. Maybe as well, you can fit in some completed projects. These could be little libraries that perform certain functions. Could even be a completed application or website. If you're going this route, don't forget to have instructions on how to run it, as well as any supplementary documentation or diagrams, because they show there was some forethought and planning. And then, of course, you may have your long-term in-progress projects, your white whales that will take a couple of years to finish up. So where should your portfolio go? Public project site like GitHub or Bitbucket. Maybe you could run a blog and write some posts about your projects there. Maybe you could just have your live apps hosted on a website. You could have YouTube videos showcasing functionality and code. These are tangible, investigable samples that will be great talking points in your interviews. Because remember, you're going to have to interview for these jobs. And nothing will put you ahead of other clients better than leaning on what you learned, talking about your experience. Here are my lessons learned. Here is a tangible example of X pattern, and it was great for this particular use case. Or I learned this cool trick when this thing happened. Or after going through several iterations of something, I learned this really efficient trick. Something else you need as a developer is the guts to start. New skills, especially ones as expansive as software, can be quite daunting. And when you start looking at the resources, advice, materials, etc., not only is there just so much of it, the quality drastically varies between each piece, and maybe it's just not the right form or density for you. Programming also requires a lot of practice. You know, when you start off, there can be so many issues and little gotchas that would require some kind of previous experience or a guiding hand to get you through them. It could be anything from not being familiar with the language, the tooling, the platform. Maybe it's your own development environment. It's a misconfiguration on your own device. These kind of failures can be very, very demoralizing, especially when the reason for it is, is either invisible or it's constant. My personal advice is power true. The feeling of accomplishment when something works is it's like cocaine for the soul. So what don't you need to be a software developer? What doesn't matter? 
One is you don't need to be good at maths. You do need to be good at logic, don't get me wrong, but higher level maths functions, you don't need to be good at these. You don't need a formal education or any kind of certification. How you learned it is irrelevant as long as you learned it and you can demonstrate it. You also don't need to memorize a lot of stuff by rote. Yes, a good memory is important, especially for, you know, good patterns, etc. But you got to remember, most of the stuff you come across in software is, is concepts and there's quite a few common use cases and you're going to learn these through reuse. But once you learn the basics and you have that pat down, you can understand how to read the relevant documentation and then you're not going to have to memorize every single piece. What seems like mountains to you now is going to be little specks of gravel later. You can just load up the docs you need, get what you need, use it and go through. The final thing you don't need as a software developer or engineer or coder or whatever word you want to call it, you don't need to listen to anyone's bullshit. Everybody's journey is different. No singular one is correct. As long as you're learning, improving, and striving to up your game, there's no shame in going slow or using different learning materials that work for you. And there we go. What you do and don't need to be a software developer. I hope after this that you feel a little bit more confident in pursuing a career in software development. And hopefully any previous bad advice that you've read has been corrected and replaced with some positive sentiment. The road is clear ahead of you and I know that you absolutely have what it takes. The only thing you need to do is to invest the time, feed your curiosity, and you'll get there. If you have any questions or queries, feel free to reach out to me as well as our social media accounts, search for speaking software, you can message me on Anchor FM or just email me directly via speakingsoftwareshow at gmail.com. I would be delighted to help in any way that I can and try and answer any questions you might have. So that's it for today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. You know, a rating, a comment or a share goes a long way towards keeping this going and allowing me to bring new content to you. So we've been speaking software. Catch you next time.